right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Wednesday, February 3rd. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And, Pat, let's get to these numbers this weekend because we got to talk about the Golden Globes as well. We got to. I mean, it is what's happening now, and we are talking about what's happening now, as always. Mm-hmm. So, Not yeah, let's the- just get through these sequel tv show to what's happening no we don't no. talk about tv no we do not talk about tv if they if instead of rebooting it as a show they reboot it as a movie we would talk about that box office but we won't yeah. talk about the tv show what's happening? and we're not talking about golden globes tv either so don't even think about it we're not going to talk about the crown huh who gives a shit we're not saying whether or not queen's gambit got all it deserved huh it's a show uh. huh so let's talk about the little things, mm-hmm. as in the big box office that the little things brought in this weekend. The weekend of January 29th, Denzel Washington mm-hmm. showed that King Kong ain't got nothing on him because nope. $4.8 million wow. playing in... In uh, 2,000 plus theaters, so it took a lot of theaters. It took a lot of the the Wonder Woman theaters, obviously. Mm -hmm. Deservedly so. And this is a huge haul for our man Denzel. This proves his bona fides. Because, you know, Liam Neeson was doing, he was doing fine. He was, he seemed to be the star of the pandemic. His stars seemed on the rise. And not to pit two old guys against each other. But, but, what, but that's what we're doing. We're pitting two stars against each other. It yes. could be anybody. It doesn't have to be two guys. It could be a, a woman and a man or whatever. Because we're right. talking about stars. And Denzel has proved with this haul that he is, a, a, is still going strong. This is a star. This is like a star, star haul for somebody yes. during this the pandemic. He, well, what are you going to say? Well, as I was gonna say, we talked about we set this up last week. We 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 set up this uh, dilemma, which is you know Denzel had the little things coming out, which was also going to be available for everyone who has an HBO Max subscription. So so many people who wanted to see it could have stayed home and watched it at home instead of seeing it in the theater. And we set up this 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 question. Is Denzel a big enough star that even in the pandemic, there would be that breathing room between him and Liam Neeson? Because obviously in normal times, Denzel's box office is much bigger than Liam Neeson. Aside from the Taken movies, their action movies are on different levels. But in the pandemic, would that be the same or would Denzel and Liam find themselves at pretty much the same level? And... You know, as you said, that question was answered. Denzel is a much bigger star than Liam Neeson. Not that that was in question, but the question was, would the pandemic uh, level them out? And it did not. The pandemic was not strong enough to bring Denzel down to Liam Neeson's level of stardom. And and because, you know, I was totally even forgetting, even though we've talked about it a million times, and you probably just mentioned it in your last sentence, but I kind of zoned out. Mm-hmm. The Marksman 
is not available at home. It's only available in theaters. And The Little yep. Things is available in people's living rooms. Yep. So that even shows that is an insane amount of cash for a movie like this mm-hmm. to make when people could have just stayed home, hunkered down because uh, a snowstorm was hitting the East Coast. Now That's this didn't right. affect this didn't affect the weekend box office, but there was definitely people stocking up this weekend. There's definitely people who went to Costco mm-hmm. and got what they needed, or finally finally bought flashlights and salt and all these things you're supposed to have anyway. Which I don't understand why people don't have to buy every time there's a snowstorm. Right, but people were maybe doing that instead of going to the theater, and this still made four point eight. So this is a super strong showing. Yeah, do you think there was any, you know, because especially in in the stacks, you know, it, it, for the plain billies, for the earth dogs, they might be going to Costco's that also either are very close to or are fully attached to their movie theaters, you know. Um, that's a possibility, definitely. So there, that- there, there may have been some trips where people went to go stock up on salt, stock up on on shovels, and the other side of that wall, maybe a few aisles down, they could go see the little things. So that that you may have had some double, you know, double action this weekend where people went to go stock up and they went to go see a movie. So the the storm warning may have may have helped a little bit. I think so, yeah, because it got them out of the house to get other stuff. They go by right. the marquee. They see a Denzel Washington mo- movie. Right, right. That that's where that marquee actually has some power, you know. Because not to to downgrade some of these pandemic movies, but you're out at a Costco, you're out buying salt, you know. It's attached to to the one movie theater in in your town in the stacks, and on the marquee it just says "freaky." You know, you're not going to go see that. You know, on on the marquee next to your Costco, the the it, it just says "Come Play." You might not go see that, but you're at the Costco. You're buying salt. You're buying shovels. You look over, and the movie theater marquee says Denzel Washington. Probably like like the way uh, some of these books by giant authors will just say like John Grisham, and then in tiny letters the name of whatever that book is, because the name of the book, the name of a Denzel movie, is almost inconsequential. You're going to see Denzel. Mm-hmm. And they saw Denzel Washington on that marquee. They took their bag of salt. They took their shovels. And they walked straight in and watched the movie. I think that happened a lot in the, in the stacks for all the plain billies for the Earth Dogs. I think that was a very common scenario. Now, we can't, although, mm-hmm. go without talking a little bit about the other two leads in this film. Yes. Who both have Oscars. Yes. Along this with Denzel, who has two Oscars. Cast. Yep. So, Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. And Rami Malek. Now, both of them have dubiously earned Oscars. A lot of people laughed at Jared Leto's Oscar win minutes after it happened. Yes. Everybody woke up from a delirium where they they everybody was like, he's going to win, he's going to win. And then when he won, people were like, wait, wait, what? What happened? Wait, we, that actually happened? Oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. And then, of course, we know that Rami Malek did not sing. Did not sing when he played Freddie Mercury, unlike Bradley Cooper, who did sing when he played Jackson Maine, 
Um, and Lady one, Gaga did sing. In, yeah. In her movie, in in the Star Is Born, she did sing. It did sing, and so uh, so two ill-begotten Oscars, but Oscars the same. They still have them on their mantles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they feel when they look at them. I don't know if they feel shame. They probably don't. But I would if I were them. Right. And do they get any credit? Or is this Denzel? So if we're going to divide up this money, which we usually do when somebody hits, you know, a hundred million or right. a billion dollar baby situation. Right. When we did, like famously, you know, look back in the archives, the episode when we divided up the billion for Joker. Yeah. He, Classic baby, episode. Classic segment. And we sliced that baby up. Yeah. So so you want to slice up this $4.8 million that the little things made. I think it's interesting because mm-hmm. it, I think we're going to know where all this money's going. Because we also have a really well-known screenwriter, director, the, the gentleman who did The Blind Side. John Lee Hancock. Okay, let's let's think. Are there any other players? It's Denzel. It's Jared Leto. It's Rami Malek. John Lee Hancock, the writer director. Um, you know Warner Brothers films. No, I mean, I mean, I don't. Uh, we can't give them anything, right? I mean, here's here's the thing. I feel like this is four point seven million dollars to Denzel. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 divvying up thousands here. Yeah, yeah. So he's got four point seven million dollars. It's his num- name above the marquee at the movie theater attached to the Costco and the stacks. Mm-hmm. He's the reason that you're dropping your salt, you're dropping your shovels, you're walking into a movie theater. Um, Rami Malek or Jared Leto? I mean, here's the thing, Jared Leto. A has been a celebrity for like 30 years. Yes. You know, he started on my so-called life. If you're of a certain age, he's been in your life since you were, you know, a, a, a tween girl. So that may have been a draw, you know, for some women. Also famous musician, 30 Seconds to Mars. They are a Grammy award winning multi-platinum mm-hmm. selling rock group right right but they did not contribute to the soundtrack so i i don't think 30 seconds to mars fans went to see the little things for that hoping to rock out yeah yeah to rock out to mosh it is a mistake i think that a lot of these movies make when they have jared leto in it is why not throw a 30 seconds to mars song on the soundtrack get some of those fans in the theater just so they could hear the, you know, over credits music. And this, this not to give anything away about this movie, mm-hmm. but I think if 30 Seconds to Mars, the frontman Jared Leto, if they recorded a song explaining the plot of this movie, yep, that would go a long way for people's enjoyment. Because the movie's mm-hmm. already over, so if they're explaining what happened better it's not the theme song it's the song at the end so i think that would have been a real great addition yeah i i think that would have added something that would have drawn more people but would it have that's the question is he what how many thousands are you giving him well i think out of this last hundred thousand that we have to give to everyone who's not denzel I mean, if it's between him and Malik, I mean, listen, I think the writer-director gets zero 
he is someone who is obviously talented and a, a sure hand in Hollywood and is going to be directing big movies for as long as he wants. I think, though, he means complete zilch to the general public. I did not see his name in any of the advertising for this movie. So I think he gets zero. I think we're really talking about, are we giving this last 100000 to Jared Leto or to Rami Malek? Well, no, it can't be that. You mean split between the two of them? Or d- divide it between the two of them, this last yeah, 100000 yeah. I think Leto gets the majority of it. Like 80? I think he gets like 80 because also, you can't forget this, he was Joker. He was one of the recent Jokers. He's obviously not Joaquin Phoenix who won the Oscar for Joker, but he is of Joker lineage now. And Joker himself is the biggest movie star in in the country, you know, between him and Leo. And I think having a little bit of Joker blood is always going to give you a little bit of box office. Also, his character in this film, and not to give anything away, is Joker-like. Yes, and this could have been the way he could have played Joker, which would have been really interesting. This mm-hmm. is a, a a very interesting what if performance by him. It's also not to spoil what we're talking about earlier, but uh, we were going to talk about later. But I already mentioned it. He got a Golden Globe nom nom for this performance. Right. So I I think this last hundred thousand that's not Denzel money. I think that's mostly Jared Leto. Can we give him eighty grand? Okay. Give Rami, who I think his star has completely fallen. I, I don't. He's an unsettling presence. It's odd it, to say his star has fallen because he hasn't. Has he done anything else since Bohemian Rhapsody? In well, theaters? his big like, thing was going to be being a Bond villain, but No Time to Die kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed right. back. I mean, he's just such a question mark in terms of stardom because he just hasn't had a follow-up to Bohemian Rhapsody. I say we give him eight. We give Leto 80. Okay. okay. 80,000. And then I, I, you got to... Okay, so you give, you give Rami 5K and you give the director-writer another 5k because he did so much work i mean he wrote directed this film he wrote it in the 90s i do think that his presence did something because if this was just a complete no name his presence got it made so or not denzel got it made but i think john lee hancock's presence didn't bring anyone into theaters I think it brought 5K. There's at least 5K I, worth of people who thought, oh, The Founder is one of my favorite movies. I'm going to oh, see what this guy's got going on. You're, I love I the love, blonde side. I like the rookie. I think people, you can't tell me that there's 5K worth of maniacs who are going to a theater during COVID that are because so of John into. Lee Hancock? Yeah, because of the, the people behind the scenes. There's got to be at least 5K. 5k worth of founder maybe fans. give him a, a maybe give him two thousand dollars two thousand dollars okay. hancock out of this remaining twenty thousand dollars gets two thousand dollars and then and then rami gets 8k okay. leto gets 80 
80K. And then where's the last 10K? Wait, what? Did I do my math wrong? You did it totally wrong. Jared Leto gets 80. John Lee Hancock gets two. That leaves $18,000. 18000 is too much for Rami. That's... So then he Let's gets... Let's give Leto 90. Let's give Leto 90K. Leto gets 90K. Rami Malek gets $8,000. John Lee Hancock gets $2,000. $2,000. I think that's fair. And that's how you get to your $4.8 million for the little things. You know what we do? We give... John Lee Hancock, $2,000 in GameStop uh, stock. Oh, well, then we're giving him way more. No, no, but just just that way. No, that way. Mm-hmm. It's it's that you can it can go up or it can go down. You know, it's like it's a, it's a nice fun thing as opposed to just giving him 2k, which he doesn't have. Right. I mean, right. I, mean he, I mean not that he doesn't have. He has so much more than that. I think it's yes, nicer to give him something that could go up and down. It'll be a fun thing for him to watch and do. Gotcha. Cuz what is what is a successful writer director going to do with $2,000? But yeah, $2,000 that there's a game attached to it. He'll have some fun. All right, I like that. Yeah, so that so nobody else gets the stock, just him. Yeah. No, I like that. So overall Final thoughts on the little things opening weekend. I mean, big win for Denzel. We'll, we'll Helps see. Leto and Rami Malek. I mean, it, it definitely doesn't hurt them, you know? It doesn't hurt them. I think Leto is getting a little bit of a bump in notoriety for this because he's getting positive reviews about yeah. his performance as being kind of crazy and weird. I, I'm i interested to see with this blizzard what mm-hmm. the next weekend's haul is going to be because... Warner Brothers isn't giving numbers during the week. Okay. So I can't see how badly this is doing now that people are probably stuck at their houses. They've got all their stuff from Costco. Right. So we'll see a pretty big drop, but that's only going to be because of weather. I don't think this is a drop for any other reason. Right. I mean, I think that, especially with a movie like this that's on HBO already... The opening weekend was always going to be the big test. That was the barometer of how much did people want to see Denzel. And I think what it showed is they want to see him way more than any of these stars who have come out with movies in the pandemic. Yeah. He is a cut above. Yeah, he definitely is a cut above. And... It's 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 nice to see with the kind of box office that we're dealing with now that stars still have that kind of currency. Yes. Yes. It it makes the, it gives us that sense of normalcy that we're we're always, you know, begging for. So let's let's buzz through the rest of these. Number to The Crudes and New Age, 1.8 million plus 1% still mm-hmm. in 18 Hundred theaters plus forty three point nine million dollars in its tenth wow. week. Wow! Just I, wow. I mean, what could be said about the Crudes a New Age that we haven't already said? It's um, still, it's still holding on. Yeah, it is done so well that I do think, and we're not a movie review podcast, but at some point, 
when it is on a streamer, on a proper streamer, not PBOD, this is a movie me and you need to watch because it deserves it and it has earned it. It has earned the B.O. boys watching this movie. It deserves our attention, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So nothing new to say on its box office other than it's doing great and it has earned us watching it. Number three, Wonder Woman 1984 made 1.3 million, down 19%. It is now in less theaters than The Crude's A New Age, a film that came out four weeks before it. It's lost uh, 337 theaters, probably a lot of them to the little things. Mm-hmm. And it is at 39.2. So do we clap for a 40,000, I mean, a third, $40 million cume for Wonder Woman? I say no. I say no. I, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people, people could correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure we clapped actually for Wonder Woman in its opening weekend because we it, it overperformed. I think that is the that'll be the clap for Wonder Woman 1984. I, I don't think we will be clapping for it again as it crosses any other milestones. It got its clap. It should be happy with said clap. Exactly. We already gave it the clap. Yep. Number four, the marksman. Falling from number one to number mm-hmm. four, mm-hmm. 1.2 million down 38%, still in 2000 plus theaters, has made $7.8 million. Uh, I mean, again, we talked a lot about Neeson. It, it almost feels comical now because a bigger star is, is rolling the roost. Right. You know, this is just a marginal movie now, now that Denzel is on top and he's king. So it's going to be interesting to see if The Little Things overtakes this film for a cum. It probably will, because The Marksman seems to not... I doubt The Marksman will even make 10. Yeah, it seems like The Little Things will end up passing it in the next month, so... So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, number number five, I mean... Monster Hunter, still holding tight, though. 735,000 down 11... Percent. It's in one one thousand five hundred fifteen theaters. It's losing theaters, but it's been there for seven weeks. It's made eleven million dollars, which is more than the number six movie news of the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Monster Hunter. It, we talked about it. It has its fans. The first couple of weeks of Monster Hunter, there were some other video games that that they were playing, and they couldn't get out to theaters. It didn't open huge, but it has had legs. Because the Paul W.S. Anderson, Mila Jovovich fans, they are loyal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's that's interesting. I mean, that that's a movie that we thought was DOA. Yep. And it's, it's showing signs of life. Yep. Now, interestingly, so we mentioned News of the World. Got... One Golden Globe nomination, I think, which we'll get to. Yeah, let's let's save all the Globe stuff. I, I mean, to me, there's only one other thing to note in this top ten. Well, number nine, The War with Grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Made $141,000, down only 12%, still in 525 theaters, added wow. 18 theaters. Wow. So we know what they're doing. They're with us. The drive to 20 is still uh, still going. Yes. 
$19.6 million in its 17th week. It's really funny because we're not going to talk about the AMC thing with the stocks and GameStop, although that I did mention it. But it's very funny because this is like our GameStop stock. Yes. We watch this, we refresh this, and we root for this. This is Mm -hmm. us saying to 101 Studios, hold tight. Yes. Hold tight. Don't sell. Don't sell. Keep going. Stay in theaters. Whatever amount of theaters you can get. Because we need to get to 20. Stay the course. Don't waver. Yep. $20 million. Because I think if this movie is still in theaters, I mean, it's not going to be in theaters for us to have a vaccine. We won't be vaccinated before this goes out of theaters, unfortunately. Or maybe we will. Who knows? I hope so. If they I mean, start if, getting this assembly line going, this this thing moving. Right, right. Or if me and you could, you know, uh, fake our ages or pull up a scam of some sort to get an early vaccine. Mm-hmm. That would be great. And then we could go see the Warwick Thornfall. I don't know if that exactly is a reason that we could give when we call one of these vaccination centers is we're desperately trying to see the war with grandpa before it leaves theaters. So we need the vaccine. Also, we are the BO boys. I, you know, I would start with that. Listen, we're the BO boys. <laughs> yeah. Pat from the BO boys. It's an emergency. I need the vaccine because war with grandpa may not be in theaters for many more weeks. So if I get vaccinated now, get my second dose in two weeks, it takes three weeks to, to fully kick in you know, it may still be in theaters in five or six weeks, but it's cutting it close. So I really need that vaccine no later than than later this week. You know, and I, I, I'll try yeah. that. I will try that. You got to try everything. Yeah. Now, we I would will... love to see this in theaters, even though, of course, we saw it already on VOD and one of our favorite films of the year. It's the act of seeing it in the theater, which will yes. say... Say everything. It, 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 that's our legendary hoodie moment. Yes, yes. But I will say, if we can't scam or finagle our way into getting a vaccine, mm-hmm. I say that me and you, because we're watching this gross. We're watching mm-hmm. this total gross. I know where you're going with this. And Once I like it, it gets close enough, mm-hmm. we buy tickets. Yes, yes. And we yes. buy tickets... At the most expensive theater, mm-hmm. that will give it the highest bump, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we try to be the people who take it over twenty. Oh, that would be so fitting, because basically, I mean, as everyone who's listening to this knows, once um, the war with Grandpa hits twenty million dollars domestic total. We are going to not just clap for it. We are going to devote an entire episode of this show to clapping for the war with grandpa. Yes. Also send us your claps. Send us uh, audio yes. files of you clapping to the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. Be part of this historic episode. And I want to stress this really quick because I just want to make sure that I'm stressing this because I'm going to be mm-hmm. dealing with this audio is is sustained claps not just one clap because you're not being specific enough when you ask for this yeah you don't not just one clap because then i'll have to copy that over and over and over again right loop it and i don't want to have to do that i would just like at least 10 to 20 seconds of sustained clapping applause 
maybe we should call it applause because a clap is just a clap, but applause is right. many claps in a row. So please send your applause. Right. Think of, you know, and this this example, I don't know if this leaves out people in the stacks or plain billies, but think of, you know, the, the kind of applause that would be in an opera. You know, if you haven't been to an opera, you're not a coastal elite, you're in, you're in the stacks. Maybe you haven't been to an opera, but you have seen an opera uh, in media, you know, in Bugs Bunny cartoons. So think of when people clap at an opera. Larry the you know, Cable Guy has had to have gone to an opera in one of his movies. R- exactly. Del- Delta Farce may have had an opera scene in it. With so, a cut off, his, his sleeves are cut off, his tuxedo. Right. So think of those opera representations you've seen in media where the crowd claps. So it's different than the or the the crowd applause applauds. It's yes, different applauds. than the clapping you would get at sporting events, at you know NASCAR rallies, at uh, uh, turkey hunting contests. Not that sort of wild whooping and hollering. Not woo ah. Not that. What we yeah. want is. Again, you don't have to have been to an opera. You may not have been in a position where you could be in an opera. But that classic opera applause like this. Yeah. And not like perfect, not like one loud clap that you would do when a stray dog is biting on the deer carcass you have hanging in your garage. Not that's that. that's a clap to frighten. You don't right, want to frighten. Right. You wanna applaud this is like a joyful thing. Right, right. You're not scaring uh 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 possums or raccoons away from your trash. Not that kind not this. Not no. that. It's a joyful like, noise. Again, yes, joyful noise, opera applause. Again, mm-hmm. you've most likely seen it in a Bugs Bunny cartoon, go with that. Think mm-hmm. of those scenes. An opera applause. That's what we want. And we will include that in our special episode when we devote an episode of applause for the War with Grandpa hitting $20 million. So this is looking like it will not be this coming weekend, but it will be the following weekend. Or... Maybe maybe it'll take three weekends because 140,000. So if it stays at that level or goes down to like 120, we're probably looking at three more weekends before it hits 20 million. Yeah. Now, um, will you, Pat, yes. do what I'm going to do, which is ple- pledge my third stimulus check towards making sure that this reaches... $20 million. Well, it seems like it's going to hit it naturally, though. But we have to like, have I, purchased the tickets right? when it does. That's the thing, is those are our lottery tickets. Now, we'll never know for right. sure. But the more tickets we purchase, the better chance that one of those tickets is the $20 million ticket. Oh, I see what you're saying. I will buy one ticket to this film going in that third weekend. That is what I will do. What? Yeah. I will buy one ticket. Also, right, well, I, don't, I don't... I don't want to money I, shame anybody, but, but I mean... 
Well, it's not that. It's not like I can't do it. The okay. reason I'm saying that is I don't want to put my uh, 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 you know finger on the on the lever. I want to clap for a movie that has earned it and done it on, on its own. I want to be a part of that. I definitely want to buy one ticket for that final weekend. But I don't want to feel like this was some kind of B.O. Boys, you know, uh, sort of like Reddit pranks the market. You know, I don't want to have articles coming out that say the B.O. Boys have scammed the box office market and put the war with grandpa over 20 million when it shouldn't have gotten there itself. It's going to get there itself. Okay. So we have, I'm, I'm looking for a piece of history. This is like, this is like catching Barry Bonds 69th home run or 72nd home run or whatever. I want to be part of history. I want to buy my ticket for that third weekend. But I think if we start sinking, you know, uh, 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 more money than that in it starts to feel like we are uh you know we're putting our finger on the on the lever and i don't want to do that all right stuff in the ballot box i get it yes exactly war with grandpa has earned this yeah that you're right you're right I'll, I'll save that i'll put that money more towards medical bills exactly save it for medical bills clayton so that's right now top five and a little bit mm-hmm. outside the top five but let's talk about so we love bo yes we love bo bo is our first love mm-hmm. but we also love gold we do love gold and not necessarily golden globes because they are a joke the foreign press are a joke but they but are a pre- precursor the precursor to what, to what we love which is mm-hmm. oscar gold mm-hmm. which in past years has driven box office yes and we're going to go over these nominations the ones that are pertaining to movies of course of course we're not going to talk about tv huh we're not going to say how many nominations young sheldon got at the globes huh we're not going to talk about that no so the nominations were released this morning this morning it's later than usual yeah. Normally, the Golden Globes actually announces their nominations pre-Christmas. Right. Because the ceremony would have been in January. So this is way late. Yeah. But they kind of came out of nowhere for me. I wasn't really... I mean, it's a it was a fun surprise, but I actually was not keeping track of this. No. I, 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 usually, I will always know. I mean, obviously, the morning Oscar nominations come out. I'm getting up at seven o'clock in the morning. You got but, it. Uh, Globe nominations. I'm usually also aware of ahead of time, but yeah, I, I am in the same boat. I did not realize this was happening until it had happened. And the very interesting thing about these nominations, which we'll get to is that they may have little to no impact on box office because the bulk of these films are not in theaters and won't be in theaters mm-hmm. unless they do release them to theaters, which is something that could happen depending. I think that would be more something they would do after the Oscar nominations, the Oscar mm-hmm. nom nom noms, as opposed yes. to these. But let's go through them and we'll talk about if they'll have any impact on box office. 
Okay, so do we want to start with the the two best picture categories? Let's do that. Do you have okay. the list in front of you? I do. I'll have you so, g- let's you handle the list. Okay. So Globes of course split best picture up into drama and then musical or comedy. Best picture drama, you've got The Father, Mank, which is a Netflix movie, No Bad Land, Promising Young Woman, which is on PBOD, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. And then let me just scroll down and the best picture musical comedy, you've got Borat's subsequent movie film, Hamilton, Disney Plus, Music, which we'll get to right after this, Palm Springs, that one, happy to see that up for best picture, and The Prom, the Netflix Ryan Murphy musical. So those are your 10 best pictures. Um, here's my first question. Had you ever heard of music before? This is a Kate Hudson movie. Yes. Now, I'm not going to wade into the swamp that is the discourse around music. Okay. I did not know there was a discourse. I just just had never heard of this movie. This is a movie that has music by Sia. Okay. The the recording artist Sia. Okay. It's kind of her brainchild. This is a film that is supposed to come out. Oh, it says she directed it. So this is written and directed by Sia. Okay. Yes. Interesting. It's supposed to come out in February. Okay. And it looks like it might get a Blu-ray de- uh, release in March. This is a movie that's probably going to get very limited distribution. It says it will have a one-night release followed by immediate on-demand. Yeah. So one night, February 10th. And then, like you said, PVOD. It stars Leslie Odom Jr., a gentleman who is also nominated for mm-hmm. One Night in Miami, mm-hmm. and Maddie Ziegler, who is that dance mom's girl that was in all of Sia's videos, plus okay. Kate Hudson, who Kate also Hudson. got a Golden Globes nomination. Now, the thing with this movie is that there is some question about uh, the how people with people on the spectrum are being represented and I'll stop gotcha. at that because it doesn't matter. We'll stop there. That's not, that's not for us to cover. There's other podcasts you could go to that'll cover that. The interesting thing about this is that I don't think that their nomination is going to lead to any sort of bump in box office because okay. will it the, lead to any Oscar nom nom noms or is this a golden no. globes? Uh, okay. This is a golden globes. Uh, specific, you know, malfunction. This is a joke. Gotcha. And again, the Golden Globes are a joke. Great. It's, this is one of their, um, one of their uh, in c- continuous goofs or jokes. Right. So out of these 10 best pictures that we talked about, The Father is a movie that looks like it is a Coming out in movie theaters. It has not been released yet. Sony Pictures Classic. Nomadland. Is that out yet or is that coming out? That's coming out, right? February 19th, it's going to be released to theaters and Hulu. Day and date. Day and date. That That is the best information I can find right now. Day and date. So that means that movie is going to do pretty much no box office. 
It says it's, it's in IMAX theaters right now. January twenty right. as of January 29th, it's in IMAX theaters. God knows what you'd be seeing in an IMAX theater when it's a movie about uh, elderly people in g- caravans or whatever it is. Right. I, well, I, it might, and I'm I could see that movie having you know big landscape shots. I mean, anything that's on the road, you show you widen out and you show what's on both sides of the road. I, I could see that. But see, that movie's coming out, and then The Father is going to be coming out February 26th. And then will be available PVOD March 26th. So I guess the two questions for these are, you know, because winning a Globe or being nominated for a Globe is meaningless. It's, it's A, will it help box office? And B, will it help getting the real nom nom nom, which is the Oscar nom nom noms? Mm-hmm. So... Looking at Best Picture Drama, Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Trial of the Chicago 7. Do we feel like those five are locks for Oscar Best Picture nom nom noms? Uh, I mean, The Father, yeah. who knows? But I think otherwise the rest are like slam doinks. They are, but we also have to talk a little bit about Promising Young Woman is still in theaters. And it got right. several nominations. So is that going to lead to a bump? I mean, let's. I'm just quickly checking where it was this past weekend. Number seven. It finally. It finally took over from Fatal. It finally overtook. I should right. say. Fuck it. We're doing it live. Finally overtook Fatal in right. its sixth weekend. Promising Young Woman made 265000 it's losing theaters. It lost 180 theaters. It's at $4.3 million. This is the only film that I could see it moving up the charts because of these nominations. Right. right. I could see that. I, You know what I could see is it might gain some theaters. There might be some theater owners who are also awards buffs who saw the Nom Nom Noms come out today and they realized... You know, they yell out, you know, Francine, you know, he yells out to his woman named Francine, either he's married to or, or works in his office. Um, and he yells out, Francine, why don't we have promising young woman in our theaters? It just got a nom, 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 Golden Globes, best picture. And, you know, Francine will say, leave me alone. And then he'll just say, you know what? I'm going to go order a copy of that. Let's play it this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I could see that scenario happening. So I think it'll gain theaters. Whether the audience will follow, who knows? But I do think it'll be in more theaters this weekend. Yeah. And I will say, and you know, we don't do reviews on this podcast, but no. I will say, go see this movie. Yes. Either really good. rent it or go see it. It's not the movie you think it is. Watch it. Well, here's the thing. And again, we're not the Streamo boys, but, you know, because of pandemic, we've had to be part-time Streamo boys. I think where this movie is going to really get a bump in this next week is PVOD. PVOD, PVOD, absolutely, yes. People will go and spend 20 bucks. If they're smart and they're looking for promotion with this film, I say you drop that price. No, I'd leave it. I would leave it, I I would say, because 
the difference between $20 and $15 or whatever is not going to be that huge. People are going to want to order it this week because it feels special, not because it feels cheap. And I think what you need to keep doing with this movie is you keep that price at $20. It's got the Golden Globes nom nom noms. Soon it'll have Oscar nom nom noms. Keep it prestigious. And you you keep it prestigious. Yeah. If If I am... Um, universal focus features behind that movie. I don't drop that price until maybe uh, a big special leading into the Oscar weekend or something. Yeah. But I'm keeping it at $20 PVOD all the way through award season. Keep it prestigious, stupid. Yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So I think Promising Young Woman, you know, so let's see. It also got a lot of uh, got a bunch of other noms, nom nom noms. So, uh, best actress in a motion picture drama. The nominees are Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Piece of a Woman, which is a Netflix movie, France McDormand, Nomadland. We talked about Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. So yeah, I think Promising Young Woman is gonna be the thing that gets the big bump this week. You know, she got a Best Actress, nom, nom, nom. Um, and then just to skip over to other things that it's nominated in is where is Best Director? Because it got a Best Director, nom, nom, nom. So the directors are Emerald Fennell, Promising Woman, David Fincher, Mank, Regina King, One Night Miami, Aaron Zorkin, Trial Chicago 7, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. So... To me, Promising Young Woman is going to get a lot of PVOD bump. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I was just looking at where Billie Holiday is going, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to Hulu. Going to Hulu. So that has not come out yet. No, it's scheduled to be released February 12th, 2021, but it was moved to to February 26th. And then Hulu acquired it in December. Gotcha. So it should be coming out on Hulu, I'm assuming. But so I, it doesn't seem to have a date. But so again, then, so that's not going to... There's no impact on... Yeah, released uh, February 26th on Hulu. So then back to Best Actress. You got Viola Davis, Andre Day, Vanessa Kirby, Francis McDormand, Carey Mulligan. Um, to me, and I think you would agree... There's four slam doink locks for the Oscars. I think Viola, Vanessa Kirby, France McDormand, Karen Mulligan, they're definitely getting Oscar nom nom noms. I mean, the only one that I would say is ripe for a snub is Vanessa Kirby. Oh, interesting. Because there's people left out there that Zendaya didn't get a nomination. People really like her. Sophia Loren. I got to say, I I don't believe in the Zendaya Oscar nom 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 talk. I'll believe you it when I see You think that's internet based? You think that's I, a, a, a tweet, not a, yeah. Yes. Not a that's, vote. That's a BuzzFeed list. That is not real buzz. Yeah. I, I don't think Zendaya is getting an Oscar nom nom nom. I think she's great in what I've seen her in, which is just the Spider-Man movies. Sure, she's got Oscar nom nom noms in her future. But that's for that Malcolm and Marie HBO mm-hmm. movie or Netflix movie or whatever. It's a Netflix film. I ain't seeing that. I, I think 
I think those four we mentioned are slam doinks. I think that fifth spot could go to the Billie Holiday actress. It could go to someone else. But yeah, I, I, I think this lines up with the Oscar probables. Let's take a look at best actor well, in a drama. There's also, there's also that film Minari, which is mm-hmm. it, it does not seem to be represented here at all. Well, so and actually, it was let's take a look. Ineligible. In, and best actress in a comedy is Maria Bakalova for Borat, which I think she's getting a supporting actress nom 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 for the Oscars. I think they ran her in best actress here because it's a comedy uh, division. Yeah. And then Kate Hudson Music obviously is a Golden Globes malfunction. Michelle Pfeiffer, French Exit. I don't know what that is. That's a movie that's going to be coming out. It It's going to be coming out on... Wait, April 2nd. No. Could that be that's coming out? Yeah, April 2nd. It's coming out in April 2nd, which I guess is still... It's opening in Los Angeles and New York in February on February twelfth, which there's nothing open there, so I don't understand how that's going to work. But I think they're trying to get it uh, Oscar eligible, which it would already be. Mm-hmm. But this is a movie starring Lucas Hedges and Michelle Pfeiffer, so who knows if this gets a bump at the box office? But this is all art house stuff anyway, right? It's never going to be uh the the big movies like 197 uh covid 1917 that gets a huge oscar bump or a huge golden globe bump well yeah that's the thing that a lot of these are movies that even in normal times their bumps would have been minimal because they would have been playing at you know the angelica mm-hmm. and the angelica type theaters around the country uh rosamund pike i care a lot that's a netflix movie that comes out in february Yep. And then Anya Taylor-Joy for Emma, which is just, you know, capping off her big year, letting her that, get a little movie recognition so that it's, you know, not just her as Queen's Gambit TV. You know, got to remember she is a movie star. Well, that's the thing. I think this is a nod to her stardom because, yes. you know, as we said in our recap of 2020, that she was a big winner in 2020 because she, I think, really pushed New Mutants to a great haul at the box office when it had been on the shelf for like three years. And she is going to be one of the bigger stars that has emerged in the last, you know, few years. And that's hopefully going to take us into 2021, 2022. We're going to be seeing her in big, big projects. Yeah. That's a good call. Her getting this best actress nom, nom, nom is also a thank you for great job on the new mutants. Um, I don't think any of these five, well, I mean, the actress from Borat, I think is going to get an Oscar nom, nom, nom and supporting actress. I don't think any of the rest of these are, are, uh, have any chance of getting a best actress Oscar nom, nom, nom. Mm-mm. All right. So let's now talk about the acting actor nominations, uh, best actor in a drama, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, the father, Gary Oldman, Mank, Tahar Rahim, the Mauritanian. I had not heard of that movie before this morning. Yeah, that Jodie Foster. That's like a biopic film. I'm not sure if it's coming out with in theaters either, but they love 
them some Jodie Foster. So I'm Globes. seeing showtimes for it. Oh, starting February 11th. Comes out on February 12th in theaters. Yeah. There you Again, go. Art House. I don't think this movie would make any impact at the box office. Let's see who put it out. Um, Directed by Kevin McDonald. Yes. Not the Kevin McDonald that is in Kids in the Hall. No, but he directed Touching the Void, Last King of Scotland. Um, so yeah, this is a this is an art house movie. I don't think that the nom 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 is gonna. It'll listen. It'll get it a few more bucks than if it did not get the nom 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 in the first place. So in terms of Oscar nom nom noms, I think that again four out of these five are near slam doinks for getting best actor at the Oscars. I mean, I think Chadwick Boseman, obviously, he's going to win the Oscar. He'll win, yes. Anthony Hopkins is going to get a nom, nom, nom. Gary Oldman Mank is going to get a nom, nom, nom. I think Riz Ahmed is, if not a slam doink, he's getting close to that. You know, he's up in the air. It would be a surprise if the doink doesn't follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that fifth slot is that's the opening and i'm just going to jump to who got best actor in a musical or comedy sasha baron cohen for borat james corden the prom lin-manuel miranda hamilton dev patel personal history of david copperfield one of your faves and andy samberg for palm springs do we think any of those five have a chance of getting into the best asker Best actor Oscar race, or they're just Golden Globes and have a good day. Uh, it's that's all Golden Globes, yeah. Andy Samberg, Palm Springs, you think has no shot at a best no. actor? I think the only shot that movie has is best original screenplay as a nom nom nom, but I don't think it's winning anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so do any of these help any box office anywhere? Now, Personal History of David Copperfield is way out of theaters. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all streamers. Manx's a streamer. Ma Rainey's a streamer. Sound of Metal's a streamer. Um, Yeah, Borat's a streamer. Prom, Hamilton, Palm Springs. It's all, it's all streamers. I mean, they'll all help the streaming numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, let's just... I guess end this by looking at supporting actor and actress. Uh, and these are just in any movie. They're not split up between comedy and drama. They are not. So let's do actor because I want to do supporting actress as our last thing. Uh, supporting actor in a movie. Nom nom noms are Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Jared Leto, The Little Things, Bill Murray on the Rocks, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. So these are all streamers, you know, other than Judas and the Black Messiah is at Warner Brothers Theater and HBO Day and Date. Um, so I don't think box office is really that big of a concern here. I mean, Judas and the Black Messiah, though, that it's going to be interesting to see what its box office is. Mm-hmm. 
this will help. I mean, this will definitely help. Um, what do we think about who are the locks for also getting an Oscar nom 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 for supporting actor? Leslie Odom Jr. is a lock because he's the front runner at the moment. Is he really? He is. Interesting. Sasha uh, Baron Cohen, I think, is a lock. I pretty much yeah, because uh, you want him at the ceremony. Yes. Yes. Because you never know what he's gonna do. He's so wacky. Yeah. I think Daniel Kaluuya is a lock. Yeah. Because this film is getting good buzz. I think it's a film that people are going to respond to at the, in the moment. Okay. So I think that he is. Bill Murray's always on the fence. It's such thin soup for supporting this year. I mean, I wish they would have ran Delroy in this in the Oscar. Oh, oh like, well that we haven't mentioned him yet, but to me he's the fifth he's going to be the guy who gets that fifth spot in best actor. I think Delroy maybe, Lindo is I think he's getting the Oscar nom nom nom. He should, but Willie, that's the question. I think he will. I think he now, will. Now, Bill Murray on the rocks, that he he is getting touted as an Oscar possibility, so I wouldn't call him a lock by any means. Jared Leto, no chance in hell. This is a repeat of do you remember the Nightcrawl um not Nightcrawler, I keep wondering. I know that. what you're gonna say. Nocturnal Animals. Yes. That year when they Aaron Taylor Johnson got it. That yeah, they nominated him in a in a scumbag performance, a crazy scumbag performance, akin to this Jared Leto performance. Yep. They just love long haired scuzzballs in supporting at well, the Globes, and he ended up winning. Yes. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jared Leto wins this. Wow. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. And I'll tell you what. If Jared Leto wins the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor, maybe we redivvy up some of that $4.8 million for the little things. Maybe. Well, but I mean, I think we'd have to divvy up it's money going forward because nobody yes. knew about this when they That's true. bought a ticket last weekend. Right, right, right. Well, well, which is to say this may help little things in the coming weeks. Yes, it may. Yeah, so it will impact box office in that way, possibly. Yeah. yeah. But again, I think we've talked about this before where we are on top of when movies are going, uh, coming out and where they're coming out. The general public isn't. I mean, they should all listen to this podcast so that they know when movies are coming out and what's going on, obviously. But there's millions of people who don't, and they don't know that The Little Things is available to them. Mm -hmm. It takes a while for commercials to get to them, for them to pay attention to a commercial enough to know, oh, I could just watch this on HBO Max. So you're going to see a drop off from that, too, where people are going to realize that it's available at home. Right, right. Because right. there'd be there's people that went from that Costco all loaded up with their survival stuff, mm-hmm. and they saw Denzel and the Marquee. They watched the movie, they enjoyed their experience, then came home and they thought, "Oh shit, I could have just watched this at home." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I spent two hours, you know, uh, uh, out in public eating salt out of a bag because I got hungry. I didn't buy the popcorn. I had the salt in front of me. Could have came well, home and just ate a sandwich while I watched it. 
Lesson that was learned. the horrible thing about going to Costco and then going into the theater is that you just bought you just giant bought. boxes of Mike and Ikes that you can't right. bring in. Right, right, right. Um. So then last category we'll look at, I'm saving the best for last because I think me and you both have a shared favorite performance of the year. Mm-hmm. So, Best Supporting Actress, the nominees are Olivia Coleman, The Father, Jodie Foster, The Mauritanian, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, who I guess is the frontrunner, Helena Zangle, News of the World, plays a little girl, and then, of course, what we both agree is the best performance of the year, Glenn Close as Meemaw in The Hillbilly Elegy. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, she's actually kind of on the fence with the Oscar nom nom noms. I I think she's gonna get into the yard here with this nomination. But I mean, I mean if Mima does not get an Oscar nom nom nom, I listen. I can't say I'm not gonna watch the Oscars. I've watched it every year since I was a child. But I will be watching it with a frown because. Mm-hmm. Glenn Close as Meemaw in Hillbilly Elegy. That is the best character of the year. Um, best, I would say, character ethos of the year. Yeah. Of course, she expressed how people are either good Terminators, bad Terminators, or neutral Terminators. Yes. And I'll, we'll give you a moment to think about what you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is... Not a favorite to win. Though, here's the thing. I I could see her winning this Golden Globe. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, but so she'll just shove that she... in the back of her closet. That's It's like winning the AFC Championship when you want to win the Super Bowl. Right. You know, it's, she wants the real gold. Right. She um, might not even out of... I would, if for her, because she's won, like, when she went for... When she was up for Best Actress for The Wife, mm-hmm. she was winning all the precursors. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she should do something this year that if she does win a precursor, she doesn't touch those statues. She says, yes. I'm not touching a statue unless it's an Oscar. Mm-hmm. No offense to you, Golden Globes, Critics Society, SAG whatever. You, yeah, Blockbuster Award, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Award. Right. I'm not touching that orange blimp because you can slime me. Go ahead and slime me. Right. But I'm not going to touch that blimp because what I want in my palm is Oscar. And that the next gold I speech. touch, the next gold I touch will be Oscar gold. Yeah. That's got to be the speech that she makes over Zoom at the Golden Globe ceremony if she wins. Yes. Um, you, yeah, and, the, and even the slime thing. Just always just say you could slime me. Right, right. People people will take her up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so as far as these five nominees, I mean, I think Glenn Close has got to get the Oscar nom nom nom. Olivia Coleman sounds like a favorite. Amanda Seyfried is the favorite to win for me. Yeah. She's the front runner. Um, Zangle, no chance. That's such a weird nomination to give her, and that's such a nothing performance. 
And then none of these really help box office. I mean... News of the world. I mean, is this, you know... This doesn't matter. You're either going or not going to see it because of Tom Hanks. It's DOA. But speaking of which, he did not get a nom-nom-nom. He did not. I mean, I think News of the world and... Um, what was the war movie he did earlier in the year on Apple Greyhound. Plus? Greyhound. They're mulligans, not Carrie Mulligans. They're mulligans. You know, it's not going to be held against him. They did what they did. Well, I'm telling you, we've had this in private conversations. I know. Actually, actually, we've also said this on Mike. I've said this on Mike. He's got to start acting again. He's got to start doing something on screen. Hmm. Something fun. Be a little fun, Tommy. I mean, listen, have a little he's com- fun. Have he's a little coming fun. Off, he's coming off an Oscar nom 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 last year. He did the Mr. Rogers movie. Oh. Everyone loved him in it. That's a big win. I, I think Tom Hanks is, he's fine. Tom, have a little fun. Life of is short. Can't this listen, guy, he got COVID and he survived COVID. Have a little fun. Why is everything going to be so dour? Um, you know? No, I agree. I'd love to see him in a Turner and Hooch sequel. Not that, but but just do something interesting. Mm-hmm. Do something interesting, my man. So I think that's about... Do you have anything else to say about these Golden Globe nom-nom-noms? No, of course. I mean, the Golden Globes are a joke. Yes. They're precursors, and they shouldn't be. The fact that we're talking, we spent half an hour talking about them, is bad because it just gives more ammunition to these what 19 people or 42 people it's some crazy low amount of people who vote for these it gives them ammunition to think they matter which they don't but they can matter on box office at some points right now minimal mm-hmm. and that's the thing we're gonna have to see when these oscar nominoms come out what will the impact be on any movies? Because will any of these movies still be in theaters or will they be re-released? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you put Chicago 7 out there? Nah, I think there's they're all about driving subscriptions. Like, I do think Netflix is going to have theatrical as part of their long-term business. You know, like we said, they'll own theaters, they'll put stuff out. But... I think for right now, they're just going to be like Chicago 7. When it gets its, you know, 12 Oscar nominations, the only place you can see it is Netflix. Yeah. Um, All right. So I think we, we did, did it. it. We did do it. Yep. So, Pat, where can they find us? Where can they send us what Terminator they are? Tell us whether you are a good Terminator a bad Terminator or a neutral Terminator at the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what kind of Terminator you are. And of course, send us your applause audio clips, make it be 10 to 30 seconds. So Clayton has something to work with. Yes. Thank you. God, uh, do we have to do this part? Um, well, uh, nope. listen, before we get to the, um, you know, our signature sign off goodbye, where we always say, you know, until next time, we'll smell you at the box office. Before we do that, I just want to talk about the Jake Fogelness Patreon. So oh I'm going to go use the bathroom. I have been spending so much time there in this last week. 
you know, and I know I've spent a lot of time there in the last few months, but in this last week, it's really opened up to me just how important this Patreon is and the community around this Patreon and the safety in numbers that this Patreon provides. You know, those numbers being the amount of people in the Jake Fogliness Patreon community. Those numbers being the amount of money that we donate to be part of this community, to support this community, to support this cool, interesting content. Those numbers also being the number of Squirt TV episodes and Squirt TV clips and the number of anecdotes about Squirt TV that are available. Those are the numbers that I care about. Those are the safety in numbers that I care about because, you know, it it really hit me this week more than ever just how much I need this place now. And it has been a place I've been going to for months now. I can't even remember when I started. You know, it doesn't seem like there was a time before Jake Folden as Patreon. And this past week, I think it really dawned on me that it's not just a place I go. It is a place that I always am and always need to be. I need to be watching these Squirt TV episodes, watching these Squirt TV clips, watching these anecdotes about Squirt TV, talking about them with other like-minded Jake Fogelin as Patreon community members, Jake Fogelin as Patreon family. I, I, I need this. And the more time goes on, the more important it becomes to me. And I, you know, I know we got to get to our catchphrase that we always say at the end, but I, I could not let us do that without, talking about the week that was for me and the 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 week that basically it, it pretty much all I did was 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 spend time on the Jake Fulgness Patreon. That was my week and I, I just had to get that out there. And I hope to see you all there. <sighs> all right. Well there's nothing left to say. Until next time. We'll we'll smell you at the box office.